0: This episode contains adult language, mature situations, justice-driven kendoists, stupid gambling teachers, fat guys with insanely hot girlfriends, and sports manga. Listener discretion is advised. Episode 109, I'll bet you a year's supply of sushi for this crappy 20-year-old trophy. Hello, welcome to another episode of Spyric and Manga Review. I'm your host, Zahn. How are you doing today? Pretty good, I'm hoping. For those of you who are joining us for the first time, welcome. Spyric could decided that provides information reviews about manga. What happens is every episode, we'll talk about one or two manga, give you some information about how the art is, how the characters are, how the entire story comes out, and just inform about if it's even worth reading or not. You don't have to agree with anything we say, but... I heard we're entertaining, and what else are you going to listen to on your iPod or Zoom? The news. Even though Huey Lewis and the news are awesome, I recommend listening to us because we're more interesting and we do crazy things. And since you haven't heard me introduce a co host, well, it's just me today, your host, Zan. X A N, not S A N. You can listen to our other episodes at www.sparkin.com. You can email us at at sparkin.gmail.com or zan at sparkin.com. You can find us on iTunes. Also, if you want to check out our forum, spyrokin.rapboards.com, or under Twitter, under Sparkin and if you want to use voicemail, 206-350-8462. That again is 206-350-8462. So, now that I've gone on that little rant for a moment, we should get into, well, what's going on with me and everyone else in the Sparkin Monitor Review group. Well, pretty much everyone is missing. From Belchan all the way straight through to Baz. Everyone's missing. Bell, Deke, Hope, Cal, they're all doing their own thing. And if you guess from the background noise, I'm actually recording at work because I've just been really busy myself. Just working really hard. I want to get an episode out. Because I missed last week with the con report from New York Con, And next week it looks like I'm going to actually have to release a another con report. Probably it's going to be the panels from Vertical or from... Aaron and Noah's culinary arts panel or their just unique manga genre panel we'll see what happens hopefully we get a good one I hope we do anyway either way so what's going on well getting ready for Halloween really I mean hey it's one of the better holidays it's going to be my nephew's first Halloween so we're taking him out it'll be a little bit of a blast and well gonna get a shitload of candy what else can I say and we're going to be releasing a very interesting episode of the in Movie Review. And I know we've been keeping that up to date. Well, the fact is that we are so ahead of schedule with that series of podcasts. Well, I just got to finish editing them. I have, I think, up to 20 done, maybe? Nah, no, realistically, I only have like 5 done, but we put more in later on. Like, we have specific episodes are already recorded. It's a whole fucking technical thing. I'm not going to get into it, as you can tell. I'm not going to edit this episode again like all my other ones recently. Because it's just been so stressful, so crazy, I've just been a little too whatever with it, you know what I mean? So, we should get on with it, because you're not here to listen to me babble for three minutes. You're here to hear me review different types of manga and talk about manga and other manga-related things. And so, let's get on with it, shall we? So, if you remember from the last episode of the Spyrokin Manga View, me and Cal decided to use another wheel list written by Chaos of 99, and the theme was going to be sports manga. And this episode actually would have been a sports theme manga. We would have went over all the different aspects of sports manga and how cool it is or how bad it is. But, like I said, Cal isn't here. He's really busy. And like I said, it's been a week since I've talked to him, so I don't know what's going on. So, either way. We're going to get on with it, and the show must go on. I have to keep going, and so I'm going to do kind of a pre-sports show. Now, sports manga is a little bit different than some of the other genres because it's just based on a real sport. But the difference is it's very different than real manga because the fact that, well, while a lot of manga has a lot of fantasyful things, sports manga still has that basic sports logic to it in those sports rules even though they do crazy things like for example you have the the soccer player who's a goalie who has the buddha hand who's able to stop all soccer balls by creating this energy hand or the sniper kick a soccer kick which can create the ball to be on fire and blow through 30 guys has a fanciful aspect of it but you still have the rules of soccer which is you're going from one side to the other and you have to get a goal or if you're playing tennis one has to hit over the net and can't hit the net and has hit have it bounce once, or there's a lot of different manga. I can go over you know sports m- boxing manga, iShield Shield 21's football manga. There's a lot of subgenres of well sports manga, and the one we're going to go over today actually is kendo. Now, if those who don't know kendo, there's a lot of little things about it. It's a sport which is essentially like fencing, where two people face off against each other using shinai's. Or Bo Ken, depending on the situation, and they attack each other. And depending on the first person to get three points, they win. I mean, unless you can get an instant kill, which is just, I think it's a hit in the top of the head. And it's instant kill, instant win. But that's pretty much what the sport is about. And the reason why I bring it up is because of the, this manga itself. Now, what is this manga that I spun last week on the Wheel of Manga? It is Bamboo Blade. Written by Masahiro Tatsuka and illustrated by Agori Igarashi. Now, this is a sports high school kendo series, and it's currently being published by Yen Press. There's an anime series and rumors of a video game series, but I don't see how that could work. And so, let's just really get into what this series is about. Now, this series is about, well, Kojiro Sensei. Now, Kojiro-sensei is the current leader of his school, which I'm not even going to remember the school's title, of their kendo club. And he is, well, not doing so hot, because the fact is, he has no money. He spent all his money on getting a new car, and he's constantly broke. He doesn't have enough money to live. And so, what happened is that he's pretty depressed. I mean, besides the money issue, he's got his current leader of his club, a uh, second-year student by the name of Kurino Chiba, who's crazy and wants to, is all peppy and happy and wants to make it to the championship, and she's a little bit excited, but he's just kind of depressed and doesn't want to deal with it. So he's trying to figure out what he's going to do because, like I said, he's not even having enough money to eat. Like He has maybe like 500 yen to his name for a week, And he's eating, like, instant ramen, like, once every three days. So he's not doing that hot. So what happens is he gets a phone call from his senpai from when he was younger to, hey, come out, let's eat. We'll eat at my father's restaurant. And as he meets, they're talking about life, and he's saying, you know, you're doing really good, senpai. You're working for a company, and you're just doing really good, teaching kids how to play kendo and my club isn't doing that hot and, you know, I'm working hard with them. I want them to do good, but we'll see what I can do. So Senpai says, look, I got a proposition for you. I'll make a bet with you. Because my girls, who I'm training in my kendo club, the five girls I have, are looking for a challenge because they're really good and really awesome at what they do. So I'm going to make this bet with you. What happens is your team of five girls versus my team of five girls. And we'll make it maybe two months, three months from now. And what we'll do is, if you win, I will give you a year's supply of sushi from my father's restaurant for free. So that's a lifetime of dinners for free. Not a lifetime, sorry, a year of dinners for free. Pretty swanky deal. And being the irresponsible glutton that he is, Kojiro says, Hell yeah, I'll do that. I will have my team mop the floor with yours. We'll figure out a date and time in a little bit. I gotta get to my girls and work it out. So he goes back to his club, and who is there but just Kirino? And immediately he's like, Yes, Kirino, you're gonna make it to the Nationals. We're gonna do great, great, great. And he's like, Okay, so I got one down, and then, well. My other girl who's in the class, Saya, she's missing, but I'll find her, some other people, get four more girls, and it'll be awesome. So, Kyrie since and share the president, we need to recruit. So they go around trying to recruit members, and it goes completely crazy. So, they go around trying to get a girl who's strong enough and good enough at kendo to stand up to this world-renowned group of kendo players they're going to be playing in this exposition expo, even though that they're unaware that the whole expo is based on a bet which the two coaches made. Either way. So, as they're stressing out because they can't find four more people to be in their club, as they're walking Kojiro Sensei and Kirino are walking and they see a rugby ball flying right towards them. Because some asshole from the rugby team accidentally threw it towards him. And as they are freaking out, like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? They see this girl, young girl, pick up a broom and proceed to do a perfect slice with it. Perfect kendo pose, perfect stance. And she slices it. And Kojiro's like, oh my god, she must be on the team. Young girl, I want you on the kendo team. Do you want to join? And she's like... No, thank you, sir. I have to go. So he is now dead set on getting this girl to join his team. And so we find out that, well, this girl, Tamaki, just doesn't want to join Kendo, even though she's from a Kendo school. Her family owns a Kendo school, and she trains so much. It's just that she doesn't care. She just isn't interested in Kendo, even though she's really talented at it. What she's interested in is something which we'll get into in a little bit. So, either way... So, at this point, Kojiro, even though he's like, I definitely have to get Tamaki on my team, they'll figure out some way some way to blackmail her, I gotta get more members. So he puts out a sign for any attendance, come join, become a member of the Kendo Club, and all this will be yours. And he's pretty much saying girls can come in, but guys he's deterring away. And these two guys show up, and immediately he's like, no, 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 I don't want you here. Go away, go away, go away. Even though one's like, I really want to learn how to be kendoist," and kind of reminds Kojiro of himself. So eventually, after a little bit of kneeling and, well, prodding, eventually he lets these two guys in. Now, one of them is named Nakata. Now, ironically, Nakata is childhood friends with Tamaki. So Kojiro's like, hey, I could use you to get another girl this girl I want into the club you know all her little secrets and then hey I'll make a deal with you if you do this I'll give you some of the sushi I'm getting it even though Nakata's like I think you're fucking crazy man I thought you were a legitimate teacher but you're really fucking scaring me and I wasn't paying attention so I have no idea what Kojiro really does like in the school I know he's a teacher of some sort but I don't know what class he's teaching I just know he's the coach of the uh, Kendo club So, either way. And then there's Nakata's best friend, Egu. Now, Egu is a big, random, fat dude with glasses. Yes, he's just part of the club. He joins because his best friend wanted to join, and he is a baby. Like, Kirino is trying to teach him the basic stance, and while Nakata knows exactly what he's doing... Egu doesn't know what he's doing, and he's like, freaking out, like, saying, oh, this is sticky, I'm not going to touch it, and I can't wave it around, and as they're stretching, stressing out, Kojiro's like, well, why should I even let you two join, and he knows why he's going to let him, why should I let you Egu join, Egu join, and Egu's like, well, I can bring my girlfriend, she'll want to join, and, well, Kojiro's like, okay. in the back of his mind, he thinks about this. He's like, well, either she's going to be really ugly because the fact is ugly begets ugly because Egu's a really ugly guy, or it's going to be one of those reversal law of averages thing where the fact is he's so ugly that it'll bounce out and have a cute girlfriend. It's like a, a level, you know, a three will get a ten, which that logic makes no sense whatsoever, but that's his logic. So he proceeds to let him come, and meanwhile, that night after... He's trying to figure out how to get Tamaki to join. He gets a phone call from his senpai. And Kojiro is like, okay, um, how about we can do this in two months? Or the end of the month, next month. And his senpai is like, sure, Kojiro, we'll do that. But we have to just determine the terms of the bet. And Kojiro's like, wait, the bet was that I'd win a year's free dinner from your father's restaurant. And his senpai is like, yeah, but what do I get if I win? It's not fair if you get something and I don't get anything, so I know what I want. I want the most important thing you have in your apartment. And Kojiro's immediately thinking, of, oh, God, what is he thinking about? Is he talking about my Super Famicom? Is he talking about my, my my CD player? And he and the senpai's like, no, I want the trophy. And Kojiro's like, the trophy? And... Samba's like, yes, I want that trophy. It should be should have been mine anyway. So I want it back. So that's the agreement. If you win, you get a year's supply of sushi for free from my father's restaurant. If I win, I get the trophy which is rightfully mine. And Kojiro is like, You're on in one month. And he realizes there is no way I'm giving up that trophy. And we learn that this trophy was something which is the only time that Kojiro ever beat his Senpai at Kendo. The only time, and he won it fair and square. And ever since he beat his Senpai, Senpai's been trying to get it back through different ways. I mean, from games of chance of, like, poker games to actual fist fights. He tried everything to get this trophy back because he's obsessed with it. So... Kojiro tries to find the trophy in his apartment, and he finds the box it's in, and he opens it, and the trophy actually was smashed, so he has to figure out what he's going to do in case he loses. So he has to work to fix it and all this other stuff that's going on. So, meanwhile, we go back to the next day, and we meet Egu's girlfriend, who is Miyazaki. Now, Miss Miyazaki, aka Mia, is insanely hot. Like, she is a 10, and he is a 3. It's unfathomable why she likes him, but she's in love with him. Like, any little thing he does, she goes crazy over. Like, he shows her that he's able to swing the Shani, and she's like, oh, my God, he... Dan, she calls him Dan. He's like, oh, my God, Dan, I love you so much. You're doing such a good job, baby. And she's really, like, nice and sweet to him, and it's perplexing. And so, officially, she joins the club, and... Kojiro's like, okay, we still need to figure out a way to get Tamaki in this club. And Nakata says, well, there is one thing about her that's a little weird, because she's really good at kendo, but she doesn't like it. But there's one thing that she does do, which is a little weird. is The fact is that when she was a child, she was taught, okay, kendo is important, it's part of the life, blah, blah, blah. She didn't really follow that. However, when she was a kid, she was watching TV one day, and she became transfixed by... A Sentai show. And now she believes herself to be, in the back of her head, a warrior of justice. So she's completely insane and thinks that she is a Sentai fighter. Even though she doesn't have any friends or anything, she fights for justice. And case in point. So, Kojiro-sensei's like, okay, I gotta figure out some scenario where she will believe that by joining our Kendo club, she'll be fighting for justice. He's trying to figure out some scenario and writing these huge notes on this huge monologue. Meanwhile, we find out a little more about Mia. Turns out that Mia is actually a really bad girl. I mean, like, she smokes, she fights, she's a really bad person. But she doesn't want Egu, Egu to see what she really is. So every time he shows up, she goes, oh, shit, he's coming. And throws away her cigarette or hides something and acts all dumb again. So they or walk around, and they bump into one of the senior members of the Kendo Club, the most arrogant bastard in the club who hasn't shown up because he's now a bad boy. And that is Tomoya. And he's a complete and utter prick. And he sees that Egu and Mia are both part of the Kendo Club, and he proceeds to say, hey, you freshmen, Kohai, let's try how good you are. And remember, as I said, Egu really doesn't take it seriously. He's not really trying. So Tomoya is beating the shit out of him, and as he's beating the shit out of him, who walks in, but Kirino dragging Tamika, saying, hey, you should join a club, you really should, and the minute that Tamika sees that Tomoya is badgering and harassing Egu, she kind of snaps, and in the back of the head she's like, oh my god. This is evil as a warrior of justice i must temporarily join the club to defend defend this poor man and defeat this evil person who's hitting him with a shinai. and when this light turns on she's suddenly unbeatable so a fight happens which i'm not going to get into because it's ruining the manga but she proceeds to fight and she uses a sentai super move to kill well not kill but to defeat Tamoya. And at this point, I'm reading this manga, and I'm like, holy shit, she's insane, because she believes that she will join this club, because eventually they convince her that as long as she's in the club, she will defeat this evil bully, and she will be able to protect the weak, and she agrees, and so now you have four members, four females in this group, counting Saya, who may or may not show up, and there's one more person who we don't know if they're going to show up or not, because they're crazy, so we'll see what happens, and that's what really ends. It goes into some stuff with them getting new armor and things, and the fact that now Tamaki is becoming part of the group, and you find she has a very small diet, because she's very small. Because that's the thing. She's a small, short girl. And everyone else is taller and stronger, but she's still able to kick ass for some reason. We don't really understand why. But, overall, what am I going to say about this series? I mean, I like the artwork, and surprisingly, I like the fact that this is a character who's completely and utterly fucking insane. I mean, you have two very flawed characters who are the protagonists. The first one is, of course, Kojiro-sensei. He's like 28 years old, which is kind of cool. He's not like a teenager. And he's a bit of a prick and a moron because he's just obsessed. The bottom line is that he wants to win that food because he's starving otherwise. So he wants to win. And he's going to do what he can to win. But he cares about his students because at one point he accepts Nakata because he sees himself in it. And it's kind of cool that he realizes... And he remembers why he liked Kendo so much. So he's growing as a character. And on the other hand... Tamaki is interesting because she's... Like I said... She is Amelia from Slayers on crack. I mean, Amelia, she was all posturing like... I am the warrior of justice and we will never be defeated. And Miss Lena, I am valiant and with my fists of justice I will protect and save everybody. Like... She was crazy, but Tamika is even more crazy, and she doesn't have any superpowers. Like, that jab should have decapitated Tamoya. She jabbed him right in the bottom of the throat with a boken, that should have killed him, and it didn't, because she's, but it was weird and crazy, and the fact is, I actually am kind of interested in it. I want to read a little more. I thought this was going to be a really shitty series, because also, the other thing is it's Yen Press, and... Don't get it wrong, there's some really good stuff with the N-Press, but a lot of it is really shitty. Not going to lie, I find it not interesting, and a lot of it just makes me really angry. And this did not make me angry, I actually kind of dug it a little bit. It wasn't that bad. And for that reason, for that reason alone, I actually have to bump it up to a... Gift from your crazy aunt Muriel. Okay, but forgettable. Most likely, once I'm done reading this, I will never pick it up again, but I find it interesting right now, and I want to see where this goes. It was all right. It wasn't great. It was okay. So, that's not. That's really all I can say about the manga. I mean, the art is interesting. I like It's clean. It's a little different. I like the fact there's not a lot of swooshy lines when they're doing their moves, except when she did her power move. I like the fact it kind of overlaid her as a child watching the Sentai series and watching the main character use his super red lightning lance, and then she does the exact same thing in a different move. I thought that was kind of cool. And just, I like a lot of how the characters are, because it is a lot of stereotypes. Like, I said, Nakata is the kind of spineless guy who's just trying to do the best he can. And you have Kirino, who is the very bubbly, jumpy, I am super energetic female blonde but I like the fact that you have Igu the ugly guy has a really hot girlfriend with a secret past and it hints that Saya even though she, they say like oh Saya has been absent for the last three weeks there's something up with her I'd like to see what's going on with her It's so like I said it's going to be okay but forgettable it's a gift from your crazy Aunt Mario. it's middle ground it isn't super great though I mean it's not going to enthrall me it's not going to be like oh I've never seen this before it's a sports manga and to be honest with you A lot of it is, kind of, drags a little bit. But, hey, whatever. We'll see what happens with it. Uh, So, I think that's it for this episode. And also, since I'm at work and you're getting a lot of background effects, like, probably you're hearing a lot of cars and things like that. Yeah, it's just my job. A little crazy. But, we should really get into that part we've all been waiting for. And I know what you're talking about. You're talking about that one. That only. Hey, we! friend the wheel of manga, except no substitute. Now, what is the wheel of manga? Well, the wheel of manga is a wheel of fortune with ten slots on. Whatever done is, I've assigned ten manga to each of these slots. And whenever I'm gonna spin the wheel of manga, whatever number it lands on, that's gonna be reviewing for the next episode of the Spark and Manga View, episode 110. Yes, we've hit 110. And also because of the fact that it's gonna be 110, and yes, I know I should wait till 150, but we're gonna have a little surprise in. One ten. Well, no matter what we spin and land on. So, let's see what we're gonna review in episode one ten. When I spin the one, the only, the wheel of manga. So let's spin and see what we're gonna get. And it landed on number seven. Oh my. Okay. Cool. So, in the next episode of the Sparkin. My Review Episode One Ten. I'm reviewing a pretty cool series, a very controversial series. A series which, well, to be honest with you, is so awesome, so great that they made the first season of it ten years ago, and they never made a second. They said it was season one. They never made a second season until now. They're starting to make it, and it's also awesome because of the fact that the creator is so awesome. He's been doing this for over ten years, and he now releases it whenever the fuck he wants to. What am I speaking about? It. I'm talking about kenji murai's life work one of the most popular and most decrepit and depraved series out there i'm talking about that one that only berserk so in episode 110 we're going to be reviewing berserk how fucking awesome is that finally got to it and it should be pretty cool so i guess that's it for this episode of the spark and my review i know it's a short episode i think it's only 30 minutes but hey doing the best i can baby Working hard, and, well, we'll see what happens in that next episode. So, as usual, this is your host, Zahn, and I am Gonsville. Catch you next time, and remember, check out our website, www.sparkand.com, or email, sparking@gmail.com. Have a good night. Later.